Hello and welcome to Chatterco Podcast, where we break down and review a movie of my choosing. You know, try and have a little bit of fun. I'm your host, mm-hmm. Dread King Thomas Shoes. I'm Hayden, and we're going to watch Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. Right? On Stranger Tides? One of those. <sighs> one of them. Uh, oh no, it's not that one. <sighs> Fantastic no. Beasts and Where to Find Them. No. Charlie and Chocolate Factory? H- Hayden, Hayden, Hayden. Dark Shadows? Just, just close your mouth and just be quiet for a, okay. a, good, a good two minutes. Okay. Well, uh, James, you're back again. Hello. Because <laughs> today we're discussing Aquaman. Oh, if yeah. Or if you're posh, Aquaman. I forgot I watched loads of Johnny Depp video films afterwards just to cleanse my mind. <laughs> I forgot about that. Poor man. I'm a bit confused. Right. Uh, <laughs> this was uh, released in 2018, one year after the failed theatrical Justice League movie. That's why there's like, like a massive year gap. Uh, the movie was directed by Malaysian director James Wan, a horror director who helmed The Conjuring, mm. which kicked off a horror-focused universe, similar to, obviously, DC Universe, but all horror-focused. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also one of the two men to bring the Saw franchise to life, as well oh, as no. the Insidious franchise. And this wasn't his first non-horror movie because uh, back in 2015 he helmed Fast and Furious 7. <laughs> There's a lot of callbacks here to jokes we've had before recording. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, we're just going to move on there. Um... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was it his choice to um, have him crash on the tree or not? Uh, we're going to move on to Hayden. Um... <laughs> ironically, it's that movie. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, well, yeah we're going to give some uh, early thoughts as usual. So, uh, you know, I'll k- kick off as we usually do. And uh, I very much enjoy Aquaman. I very much love it. For yeah. It's it's a lot different to what we had the the previous movies like, before this. And obviously, watch the taste of the failed Just League as well at your mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the tone is completely different. It's obviously a lot lighter, a lot laughier. But this works for this, for the fact that, come on, it's Aquaman. You're never meant to take yeah. him seriously. <laughs> I feel like if it was too serious, it wouldn't work. But mm-hmm. unless it was helmed by Zack Snyder. But for the case of this, yeah. it works being this comedy movie with a few dark moments, I will say that, but they don't overshadow the uh, the lighter tone that this movie is. It's like how I was saying that while watching it, it reminded me of like the Ragnarok 4. Well, they went from, that, went from him being, instead of being serious, went for the more jokey nature. And it worked well. And it's got that same kind of feel. Yeah. That that makes sense to me, yeah. I did good. James is ticking off his notes. Yep, agree with that one. Agree with that yeah. one. Agree with that yep. one. Agree with that one. Everything I can think of. Yep, nothing to add. I De- definitely agree. I definitely agree. I definitely said this one in my notes. Tick that. Tick that. Yep, definitely said that. Just not going to copy them. Not going to jump on the bandwagon. Tick that. Oh, James has got the one comment he's going to make about the the random fall guy. <laughs> And that's it. That's James's one moment to show. It's the only reason he wanted to come on the Aquaman podcast. So he can yeah. talk about the guy. <laughs> and Toilet Guy. I forget Toilet Guy. His new favourite character. His new favourite character. Oh, yeah. His new favourite character that you already forgot about. Then again, I forgot about internet uh, browser history and Suicide Squad, so. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, it's a really solid movie and obviously it's great because Jason Momoa is like brings his usual charm mm-hmm. his serious mm-hmm. nature at times but also his goofy uh, yeah. w- jokes I like it's him 
If only the curse wasn't there. <laughs> Hayden, so... Hayden's going to spend the entire podcast just jab, 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 jab. Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. No, I think it's punch, 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 punch. <laughs> well, it, it is her. It is her. <laughs> Wouldn't put it faster. Go for the knockout, Hayden. Oh. I suppose what she did to him as well. Oh, make sure you push him down the stairs as well. Don't forget that. Yeah, throw some like stuff at him as well, maybe. Right, right, can you two stop talking about uh, banned subjects now? I'm banning that subject. Well, then what else have we got to talk about? Says the person who said the S word on Twitch. I fucking forgot, didn't I? Wait, was it you or was it me? No, it was I me. Know, it was me. Now. I said it. I remember saying. And Hayden just got beeped. <laughs> <laughs> movie! Yes, we're talking about the movie. Um, Aquaman. Good movie. Uh, good action. Uh, good bit of horror. Um, mm-hmm. It's a very different movie for James Wan, I will say, because obviously watching all these yeah. other movies, other than, other than Fast and Furious, as they the, the Saw movies, uh, Insidious, Conjuring, Dead Silence. I'd rather not. Uh, all these movies obviously are full-on horror-focused movies, which is mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. a lot different to what this is, because obviously it probably helped the fact that he helmed Fast and Furious 7, because obviously that was a more lighter-hearted movie, so it probably helped him helming that. Obviously then coming into this, it does have that obviously James Wan stamp in, in terms of the trench sequence, that is obviously the fucking straight-up James Wan stamp of horror. Mm-hmm. But other than the rest of it, it just does not feel like a James Wan movie, but that's not a dig, because it's a very good mm-hmm. movie. I do like James Wan as a director. Uh, yeah, the only James I like. What about James Gunn? Oh. Sorry, one of the two James I like. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I can't think of any other James. Yeah, James I, can't, I really can't think of any other James. Oh, James Marsden, the guy from X-Men. He was oh, in Sonic as well. James McAvoy as well. Ah, oh, yeah, I forgot about oh, yeah. him. Ah, oh, I can't think of any more Jameses. I think of one, but he's a he's a bit weird, and no one really likes him. Right. I mean, who really likes James Charles? <laughs> I thought about some kind of ray or something, but isn't, isn't that the guy that killed um, Steve Irwin? So no, oh, I don't like him. <laughs> Not a big fan of the ray. <clears throat> <laughs> okay, well, let's move on then. <laughs> so, obviously, the opening sequence of this movie, which is obviously me, me Queen Atlanta, uh, Tom Curry, and obviously Young Arthur. Fish, fish Girl Bangs Lighthouse Guy. <laughs> James' uh, next job. <laughs> oh, James Ray, that's it. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Is he in prison? Well, it should be. <laughs> I looked at his Ray's history. He fucking should be. <laughs> The amount of lollipops. Pretty good right now. <laughs> so you're with us for the next few weeks. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if that was him creaming his pants or just being depressed. <laughs> well, you know, it, both of you did say you'd have Amber Heed punch in the face, so all I'm saying is you both deserve it. <laughs> oh, God. I should start playing Cry Me a River. <laughs> Because Buble, I will cry you over. Thanks to fucking Buble. You're allowed to my this, so I have more Buble references. It was so off topic already. It's unbelievable. But, um, but yeah, 
So, again, for a DC movie, it's got a really solid opening sequence. The fact, obviously, we get to meet these uh, two characters, watch them fall in love, and then basically get to watch like this really cool action sequence where the camera just spins around and she's beating the crap out of all the Atlantean soldiers, which is a really fucking well-shot and well-choreographed fight scene. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Uh, obviously, it's, it's, it's unique. The fighting scene is very like it's quite similar to Kingsman, the other church scene. Yeah, where camera refers not really much cuts, a bit like that. Yeah, it's like one shot, just like following mm. the protagonist. But obviously, this time instead of like full on like focusing on the one, mm. it like spins around, doesn't it, in a circle? Yeah, which is really really yeah. unique. And, you, and as you know, I do love a bit of Kingsman, so I'm also going to like this. <laughs> I love the dog. James, you want to put that out there? Thanks for your input there. <laughs> yeah, thanks for your input there, James. Dogs are great. The movie wouldn't be the same without the dog. That dog that's in one scene. Yeah. You, you do realise, James, he's not in the end of the future scene, so the dog's dead. What? Oh, I never thought about this! What? No! <laughs> no! <laughs> oh. Wait, Wait till Jane watches fucking Marley and me. He'd <laughs> <laughs> be like suicidal. Oh, well, mate, I am legend. He's definitely going to blow his brains out after that. I've uh, seen I am legend before. He, after like one minute, he turned it off because he was a scary vampire. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I think I'm broken though, Hayden. <laughs> That's my job done. See you later, guys. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Just no. leave him in the car by himself. <laughs> But yeah, um, obviously, the scene doesn't end with the fire. Obviously, she heads back into the sea, and we, we follow and a younger Arthur when he obviously reveals his powers of being able to control the, the aquatic life in the aquarium when he's getting bullied. And he's got all these light, he's got his light up eyes now, and the, you know, title kind of Aquaman. So, Fish boys. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'll give him credit. Once again, a fucking a knockout introduction, mm-hmm. opening scene to draw you into this movie and get you like fully locked into what you're going to watch the next uh, two okay. hours and <clears throat> mm, I'd say five minutes because it's probably about ten minutes intro, five minutes yeah, but say two hours, five minutes. It's a little like a little like um, look into his origins but not a massive full look into it Yeah, because we don't really need that because we've already been introduced to him so let's just go with the whole little brief you know, these are parents, they fuck this is the baby version, we've got he has got powers over little uh, fishes and dolphins and shit. It's cool. And then, obviously, cuts to him being... Badass. The, what humans call Aquaman. Yeah. Mm. It's really good. He's a good... Uh-oh. I was trying to do a... What's his face? Jim Carrey, good. But then my... I think then I'm, then oh, there, I'm there he is. There he is. I thought I thought James has gone. I thought James has gone. I'm I'm having. Just give me give me five minutes. Okay, so we'll move ahead into the cast and characters of the movie. So uh, first off, obviously, is Arthur Curry, Aquaman, mm-hmm. played by Jason Momoa again, who we saw obviously in Zack Snyder's Justice League and also the theatrical failed attempt at Justice League. Uh, mm-hmm. He was in a little movie called Braven, which is a very nice little movie. Um, and he Iris. We said that last week. It's, we can't keep repeating the same thing. We banged Daenerys again then, okay? Fair enough. Um, but yeah, 
he's obviously one of the, st- the standouts of this movie. I've, I, I, obviously, I think most near all the cast, apart from someone who Hayden's not. I'm going to try and brush over real quick with uh, Hayden. <laughs> and, um, I think all the cast. I think the, like Cherry's a perfect cast for this movie. I Almost think, perfect, yeah. I think he's obviously the fr- forehead of this uh, greatness mm-hmm. for the fact that it's Jason fucking Momoa. He's yeah. amazing as he fucking ever could be. And he's got the comedy, he's got the seriousness, he's got the action, he's got everything to him. and got, got the Henry Cavill abs, yeah. 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 Every DC movie, he used to have a guy shirtless. Mm-hmm. Simple as. He's got the moustache as well. It's also got a really nice beard underneath it, but you know, hmm. I, th- I think he's unbroken there. Um, Just talk about shirtless Henry Cavill and uh, <laughs> shirtless Momoa, and he's he's back in. He forgets that the dog's probably dead. Oh, God. oh no! <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but yeah, I feel like I don't. Literally, I literally can't see anyone else as Aquaman other than Jason Momoa. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. Like, because obviously, this is the best version of Aquaman that ever has been. Because for once, like, it's not really a joke anymore, and I think that's what makes him so cool. Like, he actually looks like he would be some kind of demigod, of the, instead of being like some man guy in tights who talks to fishes and goes, "Water powers activate." And then gets owned easily. But in this, he's fucking, he's fucking badass. Well, he's Jay's my mama. Mm. I do recommend watching Braven if you ever get a chance. He's really, he's really badass in that. Mm. I'd say he's got a good ass, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't disagree with you there. Um, <laughs> is it James, input? Or is your mind broken again? Or is stuffing at just mama's ass? <laughs> <laughs> Just assume that you've said everything that I can think of. Come on, uh, James, come on, get into this conversation, sir. We didn't just gather you on just so you can like, kill yourself in the first like five minutes because you said the dog might be dead. Oh, no, don't it again. Yeah. <laughs> That's just a perk. <laughs> um, yes, I agree. I actually... So you agree? So you agree that Amber Heard should be released? That's disgusting. You are disgusting. Now. <laughs> oh, oh. You better say Alex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I think of disgusting, I think of Alex. So Jason Momoa, <laughs> yes, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, now we'll move on. Uh, so obviously, the second character I'm going to very quickly brush over to show Hayden. You know, he's uh, Mira, played by Amber Heard, <laughs> or redacted as Xavier Hayden. Who was in John Carpenter to the board, and I'm going to quickly push over it because Hayden's going to have many jokes smashing at the park in a minute. So, uh, so uh, she's uh, redacted for Hayden. Uh, I, I think she does a good job. Uh, moving on. Um, next up, we have, uh, oh, this is this is shot Hayden up. Uh, next up, we have uh, Volko, played by uh, William Defoe, who was in Sam Raimi's Spider Man, and obviously he was in the Snyder Cut version of Justice League. With this version, obviously, he doesn't have his long ass hair like he did in that version. <laughs> it's all obviously tied back up, but I, I obviously, I, we, I think we both agree, Hayden. Hey, no, we love William Defoe. Yeah, he's great in Spider Man. He was good in that one John Wick movie, and he's very good in this as well. He obviously plays that advisor role because obviously we made a lot mm-hmm. of references, like comparisons to obviously Black Panther, which came out the same year. 
and obviously I very much point out the fact that he's basically this version, this movie's version of um, oh, I forgot his fucking name already. Forrest Whitaker. Mm-hmm. He's basically this film's version of his character from Black Panther. This advisor role to the king, but obviously he's got you know, more of a gender here for the fact that he's obviously working for Arthur secretly. Like, hey, I work mm. for the king. I want you to be king. But... Is it? He strokes Momoa's like chest and goes, "You're my king." <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> but fucking wonderful. He, 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 as usual, he's really good. Mm-hmm. Yep. James is still broken. Um, okay, we'll move on to our villain. It doesn't help that I was just scrolling through uh, credits for William Defoe and I saw Dog Eat Dog. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I don't care that she ate that goldfish. I'm just really sad that that dog is dead. Well, he might be. He might not be. But then again, Jason Moe is like, how old? in this film so yeah dog's probably dead oh she had, she had to eat yeah for all we know Jason Moe may have ate the dog he might have gone oh I remember my, mem- my uh, memory within my memory I didn't see it but I somehow have his memory of my mum eating a fish hey doggy oh <laughs> <laughs> you look kind of like a fish <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll move on then to the character which is obviously King Orm played by Patrick Wilson who was in James Wan's The Conjuring so it's one of his obviously the people he's worked with before, and he does play a very menacing Orm. He plays mm-hmm. basically this sort of arrogant. He thinks he's like Mr. Big oh, Shot sort yeah. of character guy. Like, oh, I fuck really you. Yeah, he's got this sort of like 80s sort of musical, slip back hair, school mm. jock sort of look to him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I like Patrick Wilson in a lot of other films he's done. Obviously, The Conjuring is really good in that. Insidious is good in that. Um, He's been obviously quite a lot of stuff over the years. He was also the voice of the president in Batman vs Superman, which is weird uh, that he then goes and plays King Orm in this. Um, but yeah, I, I like Orm thanks to the Aquaman Justice League animated movie, which was uh, mm-hmm. the Throne of Atlantis, where he's voiced by... Uh, oh, I fucking forgot his name. He was in Smallville and he's been in Supergirl and he's in Star Wars and he's been in lots of shit. Um, no, I forgot his name. People, I'll just put a picture on the screen. I know I'm on about. Um, basically, almost <laughs> basically, again, he pretty much play, plays played as this really arsehole-ish character, which he is in this. And and I like Gorm and I like Patrick Wilson. So two two yeah. good things there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I prefer Patrick Stewart, but yeah. <laughs> Imagine Patrick Stewart with a fucking blonde hair. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Just a wig. <laughs> that, would, that would have been good um, we'll move on then to our next uh, villain which is obviously Black Manta played by here we go uh, yeah yeah Abdul Manteen 2 that sounds pretty good who was in the Watchmen series we played uh, Doctor Manhattan mm. who was a lot of people com- uh, compared in that series to looking like a, a, what was it a squid, uh, the really nice looking version of Squidward in Spongebob a beautiful looking Squidward and he has his face smashed in with a door Oh, uh, like the, the the Chad looking one. Mm, I think that's the I think we're on the same sort of vision here. Um, but basically, a lot of people compared the look of him to that compared to obviously mm-hmm. the movie version, which is more mm-hmm. br- uh, badass looking versus his version of Squidward for some reason. Uh, but yeah, uh, 
In terms of this movie, though, I... Black Pan... Black Pan... <laughs> Uh, Black, we're talking too much about Black Pan for a, a moment to go. Uh, Black Manta, sorry, uh, is uh, one of the characters that I'll make this film loving even more. Obviously, we saw him in Young Justice, and I've seen him in a few of like, films, like animated films and whatnot. And I've always liked Black Manta to an extent, and obviously he was in Injustice too. But after watching him in this, I'm very much looking forward to see where they go in the future movies with Black Manta. Is more of a, a threat because obviously in this version he wasn't as much as a threat. He's more of a, obviously just a little tight uh, appetizer before the finale. Especially right, setting him up, basically. Yeah. So I'm like very interested to see where mm. they go. And I like the new design of his uh, suit. It's obviously very badass looking. It obviously merges his like opening suits design with his like a Atlantean look. So, mm. And plus, we're obviously, pointing out there's that little reference to his sort of comic accurate suit when he's building the suits. Obviously, the helmet, the silver helmet, like he has in the comics, but obviously, this time around, they went with the black, straight up black design and red eyes instead of the silver and black. <laughs> I mean, silver and red. My words are mm. going confused here. Um, but yeah, I love Black Man's movie. I think he's played very well. Yep. I actually didn't put that, James. You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Next character we have is uh, King Nereus, who's played by Dolph Lundgren, who is in Rocky mm-hmm. Four, and he basically plays the character as if he was played by Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> he, has that, he has that same sort of pretty much usual Dolph Lundgren charm he has in every film he does. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he plays mm-hmm. Mary's dad in this, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. I mean, unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, I think he's all right in this film. Mm. He obviously doesn't do that much within the movie. He just has these few scenes where he just you know, shoots some people and whatnot, but I think he's just all right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Uh, move on to the next character then, so we can quickly get for this segment. Um, lastly... Been always sunny? Who? Uh, Dolph. Uh, mm, John Sundergan? Possibly, I don't know if it's in one I've seen yet. Mm. Oh, sorry, spoilers. It might be a newer one. I'm not too sure. I don't know. So I, it's from 2019. Yeah, new one then. Oh, I'm sorry. Spoiler alert. I don't give a shit. Okay. Um, so lastly, we have uh, Tom Curry, who's played by Timuria Morrison. I don't know how you pronounce that either. Who is in the Mandalorian, and he brings an. Another like, sort of comedy vibe to it to- uh, when he's on screen, like, what, obviously in the bar sequence. I mean, he's very clearly drunk. Mm. So. He was in Dora. Yeah, he was a bad guy in Dora. Yeah. James just creamed his pants again. Um, oh, pa- who the fuck was Powell? What? He-, he played Powell? Yeah, he was a bad guy in it. Which, which, I'm trying the, to... The, not the main bad guy. The bad guy who was before the main one. The one that looked like the main bad guy, but then it was revealed that he wasn't. Spoiler mm. alert. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, he's the one who says he got yo-yoed. Okay, that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, um, obviously, he's another character that you don't get that much of. And I just realised I missed someone off my notes. So I'll do that one as well, so it's not lastly. Um, he's another one that... Uh, doesn't obviously have a lot 
of screen time in this movie. He's literally there for the opening, uh, at the bar scene, and then obviously the scene at the very end. But you know, he's, he, again, does does a good job when he's on. Agreed. 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 He's pretty looking, looking somber. Yeah, that that pretty much defines his character. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure he enjoyed doing it with the fish lady. So yeah. Talking to fish ladies. That's the one I missed off my fucking notes. Um, so obviously we have uh, Queen Atlanta, mm-hmm. who's of course played by Nicole Kidman, who was in. Tom's going to take a pick of the draw here. Um, she was in the movie hmm, Paddington. There you go. Uh, Paddington was also in the movie uh, King Kong versus. Uh, <laughs> For fuck's sake, that fucking joke again. Um, obviously, again, she's the one that's in the opening, and then that's at the last act. Mm-hmm. So, again, she she's quite funny in the opening uh, sequence. So it's that one bit where she's with the fish and the dog, the dog that's probably dead, James. Um, she mm-hmm. she has that uh, humorous moment with obviously when she's a uh, sort of look staring at the dog, and the dog's like what, and then she eats the fish, of course, and she's like, <laughs> and don't yeah. eat the dog. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't eat the dog; it just goes naturally. Um, I hope it lives a good life. It was done by Jason Momoa, so it probably, probably did. Mm, but it was riddled. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I think Nicole Kidman does a good job as well. Again, she's another one that's not like a major staple throughout. Obviously, she's there for plot purposes at the end to make sure the fighting everything stops and stuff like <laughs> that. And, you know, to bang uh, the lightest keeper. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think she does a good job. Yeah. And Keith and Hidegree as well. <laughs> uh, I just wanna, I don't, I'm not going to go into too much detail with these ones, but I just want to point out, obviously, some voice roles that are in this as well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Carafin. It's voiced by Julia Andrews, who was Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I never thought Mary Poppins would be so scary, but she's very menacing. Mm-hmm. Um, the Brian King he's voiced by John Rhys Davies who was in Lord of the Rings he played Gimli mm-hmm. you can, he's, you can, he just does the usual voice as he does he's I good. can see it now yes yeah, you can my see. axe I was, kept, I was so tempted to consummate a joke during the film but I didn't um, and, I would have liked for him to keep his kill count <laughs> and um, King Riku he's played by Jimon Honsu who was in Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. and Captain Marvel of course uh, one little cameo I want to point out as well because obviously I was pointing out the fact that um, obviously James Bond was half the creator of the Saw franchise, right? Mm-hmm. Well, do you know the cargo pilot in the desert scene? He's like, oh, she, yeah. she didn't have she didn't have a parachute. What the hell? That he, he was played by uh, Lee Wanell, who was the other half of the Saw creator. He's the one who made the Invisible Man. Ah. It's like he got his director friend in, he's like, hey, wouldn't join me in a movie. Sure, yeah, yeah. Wait, he's yeah. In, he, well, Lee Wanell's in like all the Insidious movies. Mm. He's in like all four of them. Mm. He even directed one of them. He directed the third one. <clears throat> but yeah, mm. I just thought I'd point out that little cameo there. Um, okay, so I'll move on then to the uh, story segment. And obviously the story goes, you know, Arthur gets thrust into the undersea life, under the sea, 
when his half-brother Orm declares war on the surface world, forcing him to go on an adventure to find the mythical trident of King Atlan, the only weapon that can win the war. And yeah. Harry. <laughs> it's a it's a good story. Obviously there's a lot of twists and turns for it, obviously him going on this adventure. Obviously you have the Black Panther fight uh, for, uh fight for the throne scene. Which is obviously a bit more swimming around than fighting and wait, they're both fighting water. Huh. Huh. Hmm. huh. Intriguing connection to make there, come on. Huh. <laughs> but yeah, um, obviously there's obviously more twists and turns. So they go to the de- they have to go to the deserts. They have to go to the trench. They have to go into the dinosaur fucking world essentially. Uh, they get fucking. They have to fight bad guys along the way. Meet toilet guy. <laughs> you know, and I, I I do very much enjoy the story. To uh, once again, it's a solid story. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's. It's pretty generic story. Most it's, superhero movies are generic yeah. stories, then, do they? It's it's like a it's like a generic like action like adventure kind of movie, but it's, it it checks it's out. Fun. It's fun to watch, and definitely up there on the good like side of DC films. Yeah, um, so this is like a turning point where they sort of obviously because they had the the rough patch of the that certain Justice League movie. Obviously, mm-hmm. he, had, he had the four moves. had the four moves before, which was obviously in a lot of people's eyes up and down at times. Then you obviously had the Justice League movie, which was down. Mm-hmm. Then obviously it, it it did go on a streak of essentially three movies that were up before mm-hmm. hitting a certain Wonder Woman movie that went down. <laughs> so hopefully, the next like batch of movies go up. <laughs> Wait, it's, oh. it's pretty much like a it's pretty much like a recurring theme of near enough. Three or four movies that do a decent uh, job before there's one that fucks it up. <laughs> then there's another batch. Of... Oh, so that means Suicide Squad, Batman, and Flash, maybe even Aquaman, are going to be solid movies. Yeah, and then probably, whatever up. whatever ones next go. Oh wait, no shit. Black Adam's in there. That's Aquaman's the last one of that list. Oh, sorry, Aquaman, too. You're gonna suck. <laughs> Oh well, sequels are always worse than the original. Yeah, usually are. Uh, yeah, I Spider-Man two, or three. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay, <laughs> we'll uh, move on then to the cinematography, and it's um again outstanding cinematography, especially with the fight scenes. The fight scenes are fucking really well shot. Definitely, I think it's probably the best cinematography they've ever had. I think, like, for these films, not counting Schneider's big cut, but, like, for the, like, official, like, ones, the best cinematography they've done. Just beating Wonder Woman, I think. Specifically because of the fight scenes. So the fight scenes are very unique. And not not just the fight scenes, because obviously, whenever it goes underwater, it goes full, like, full screen. And if it's, like, a sort of cinematic shot, it goes all, like, widescreen. And though I hate that in fucking one of the Transformers movie, because it constantly fucking does it. This it works because it's mm-hmm. like it own, it's not like constant. So every now and again, it cuts the cinematic to get you looking at this sort of. Oh yeah, okay, this is meant to be like a cinematic panning shot. That's fine. And I was then oh back underwater, full screen. Oh, beautiful. Ah, oh. yeah. I, I like as well how they 
like, I actually did it, most of it underwater. Like, well, physically, I mean, like, the actual shot like they came up with, all of the action scenes, they look like they are really underwater. Yeah. And it's amazing. It's really fucking good. Like, a lot of people would probably be scared to, like, actually, like, you know, have the fight to you underwater and have excuses for them to be up on the surface. Whereas these, that they don't shy away from it. So it's brave, but, but dumb, good. Agreed. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. And, uh, talk on the, talk about the uh, score then. And for me, this is probably one of the fuck. It's probably is one of my favorite DC scores. It's mm-hmm. it's got a very uh, sort of tribal beats to it. But then it's also got this obviously like Black Manta's theme, it sounds very fucking menacing. Uh Aquaman's theme itself. That uh I think it's called Permission to Come Aboard, the theme is. And uh that dun that bit just makes me go, Ooh Ah, just a little bit. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Permission to come aboard. I remember because that's like my work soundtrack at the moment. Black Man Black Manta's is the easiest to remember because it's literally just called Black Manta. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean Permission to Come On Board is a very fucking great uh, track mm. and even obviously obviously the, I like the end credit song as well uh, which is uh, Born on the Ocean I believe it's called or The Wrong Side of the Ocean Google help me out uh, what am I looking for? the end credit song I think it's like Born on the Ocean uh mm-hmm. Born Man, we must have a really bad connection for Google. I know, yeah. This, this doesn't look like it. <laughs> my favourite score That's, was... That uh, is not it. My favourite score was Mira's, which was the police sirens coming after us. <laughs> <laughs> for fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Uh, it goes up, you're under arrest. Beautiful. Oh, no. I was... Uh, I, I found ocean to ocean, but no, that's the pitbull song. Yeah, no, no it's, uh, that off. it's called everything I need. That's what it's called. Everything I need. <laughs> I was completely, I was completely off. <laughs> down in Africa. Oh, yeah, the Toto remix. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Nothing. <laughs> I'd just been disappointed by the fact they just added pitbull into the movie, and then it hit me with a Africa remix. I was like, yes. <laughs> The score's gone back up to a 10. It's funny because obviously Sharknado beat them to that sort of sequence of them coming out of the water in a more really like sexual sort of manner. Sharknado did it before then. And they crash landing in fucking... I didn't have Jason Momoa. I think they crash landing in Universal Studios like in the, the fucking water part and they come walking out of the ocean like that. <laughs> but yeah, he doesn't have Jason Momoa so he doesn't win. Um, but yeah, fucking... I really enjoyed the score. Even like the... That one's... The one that's quite creepy is the... Uh, trench theme mm-hmm. that's like really mm-hmm. fucking that's really fucking whoa i mean it needs to be doesn't it yeah and obviously that's matched with the cinematographer as well because the cinematographer mm-hmm. and the trench sequence is fucking outstanding it definitely it feels like it's dark it's gritty you feel like you they're going to die and unfortunately they both survive we want one of them to survive don't you so that's, why, that's why I'm upset they fucking cancelled the Trench movie. I was really looking forward to what James Wan could have done with that. Because 
a full-on horror-focused movie focusing on the trench would have been very interesting. And if it if it came up, if obviously if he did it right, which I think James Bond yeah. would have, it would have been a really like good and unique movie. But obviously Warner was just like, nope, hold the plug. Yeah, because they have no idea how to make good decisions. Basically, um, <laughs> yeah, I think from from me this might just overtake. Snyder's Justice League scored just about, or the very, the very neck and neck, I will say, because mm. I do really like this theme, this movie's theme track. It's very neck and neck. I think I still prefer Wonder Woman, but I think it's still good. I think in my eye. I find it funny that last year Spotify told me that film score was my favorite genre of music, yet I don't not I, I don't know what we're talking about. on that note uh, we'll move on then Um, so obviously next up is the special effects of the movie and they are very good Uh, uh, the hair in the water looks really cool it's all flown in the the water because obviously that's that's clearly special effects (laughs) yeah unless you're all (laughs) yeah because he doesn't have his hair out Um, but yeah the the hair looks cool the fucking the final battle that obviously guess the thing with this film, they had to get the special effects right because if it all being prat- pretty much special effects based, mm-hmm. and if they got it wrong, the movie's gonna suck balls. And they did not get it wrong. The fucking as I said, the final fight, especially the fucking uh, Tarakan when it fucking burst, that looked really good. And even when it was above water in the daylight, because as you know, Hayden, obviously the darkness sometimes can shroud and make CGI look better than it actually is. Yeah, because obviously, then you put it into light and it looks dreadful. But even when it's on land, I think it looks really good. It looks a decent, obviously, cause though it's obviously a bit further away, it still looks a solid-looking monster. And even mm. though obviously the people, the, the creatures, of the trench, because obviously I'm assuming all, most of those are fucking CG, if not all, and they, they look fucking amazing. Um, <laughs> the fights look really cool, especially obviously the special effects they're using then. Yeah, the fish people look cool. Exactly, the fish people look very cool. The fucking mm-hmm. the crab, the crab people look very cool. The crustaceans. Oh, I, I really <laughs> like the crab yeah. people. Crabs yeah. are people. Crabs are people. <clears throat> but yeah, the fucking quit, and they are legit. I I've got no complaints to the special effects. I I I love the fucking the wine scene as well, where the fucking the wine turned to spears. Mm. That was cool. That was almost a perfect scene. Hayden, whatever told you it's banned, that subject is. What? Talk about the special effects. Amelia Clark would be better there, that's what I'm saying. Talk about the special effects. I did not notice that the wine turned into spears because I was still riling off the higher toilet guy. (laughs) (laughs) James James had down the toilet wine. (laughs) Oh, God. I mean... I even like the fucking shark look cool as well. Yeah, fucking already cool. Jeez, as we've, I've seen enough fucking shit shark films now when, when, there's, an, when there's a shit CGI shark and when there's to a good To be fair, shark. yeah. Yeah, that, that's a very good point. We've been shown enough terrible CGI shark films to know that those, shark look, those sharks look good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cough, cough, deeply see too. Hmm. <laughs> Which is also one of those movies. <laughs> Just pointing I mean, out there. Warner Brothers for you. You lose some and you win some. 
basically. But you keep on losing. Basically. Uh, but yes, um, TJ was done really fucking good. Other than the hat to do it good, because obviously, for them, his, most of the film is underwater, so it needs to look. Underwater. <laughs> yeah, and you look like, if he's distracting you from it, then it's a really bad film. Yeah, because even if the quality of the movie itself is really good, if that CGI is bad, you're distracted straight away. Mm-hmm. Say, if, the story, if the story is good, if everything else is good, as soon as that CGI is fucked in any sort of way, you're drawn away to it. that CGI completely, and you, you, that's it, your movie experience is gone. So, credit where credit's due. Yeah, it's well. like, a, like a new film to war, when you got, you're on this high of um, Stormbreaker, breaking through all of these like furnaces of the army. And then all you hear is, yeah, you guys are so screwed now, and it just breaks it. If you didn't know, James is Hayden's go-to uh, bad CGI reference. It really is. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love that scene, but that bit ruins it. Agreed, 100%. Yep. <laughs> uh... Okay, um, we'll then move on and talk about the action of the movie. And as I've already said, the action is outstanding. There's a, mm-hmm. there's a lot of like little fight scenes. Obviously, I'm not gonna uh, go through them as I usually do. James, that's the new thing that we don't probably go through in every single one. Obviously, you've got the opening fight scene which we spoke about, which is really uniquely done from the cinematic point of view. It's spinning round. Um, mm-hmm. Arthur's fight on the uh, the sub. Yeah. When, he, uh, when obviously the permission to come aboard scene happens, which is very humorous. Mm-hmm. And then Hayden said he was Captain America at one point and has to fucking beat the crap out of him. That's really good. And obviously, that sets up the whole Black Manta uh, vengeance mm-hmm. towards him, which is obviously really good. You killed my father. I, I like the uniqueness as well when you see, obviously, Arthur utilising a lot of, like, say, like... In a sense, a lot of the times, some of it's Samoan. Like, that sort of, like, type of, like, fighting and whatnot. Like, yeah. If you listen to his, obviously, vocab... It's like obviously New Zealander sort of Samoan type uh, stuff, and that blends in really well. Obviously, that shows how obviously completely different uh, Aquaman is to obviously his more comic version. Mm. And obviously, can't talk your shit. Yeah, and obviously the Ring of Fire fight is very done in a good way. So mm. obviously, that obviously though it's not like a complete fight, it's done. Up to the point of, you know, a certain someone, uh, I'm not going to say the name because Hayden's going to jab it instantly, getting involved. It, obviously, it does well to keep like, the audience entertained and, like, really drawn into this, like, really cool fight between these two in the water. Like, this is getting really interesting. And it makes you realise he actually needs a trident. <laughs> exactly. And the, obviously, the second fight with Black Manta, when he fully goes Black Manta. Obviously, where we get to introduce the toilet guy, James's favorite character. <laughs> I very much, I I do love that scene. And then obviously the last fight of the movie, it's built up with this massive fucking epic sort of action sequence. Everyone's flying everywhere, two sides colliding, explosion, explosion, CGI, explosion, explosion. Aquaman comes in, explosion, explosion. Everyone's. Yeah, did you know? <laughs> Um, no. uh, Amber Heard's getting replaced by Megan Fox. Explosion! Explosion! <laughs> well, I'm fine with that. So and obviously, that. obviously, builds up then to the obviously Aquaman Ocean Master fight, where it, again it showcases their different skill sets. 
him now on that land where obviously he struggled in the underwater fight. Now he needs to take him to land, which is where he's the better of. And obviously revenge and revenge with the whole trident breaking. And mm -hmm. of course now he's in his more comic accurate suit, but obviously Wait, they've updated it to make it look more. really cool. They made it look mm -hmm. a lot, you know, less cheesy. <laughs> and obviously, it, I I I don't have any thoughts at all of any of the action in this movie. I think every single one's really good, and I do really like the the final battle because again that brings you back to special effects. If they fucked up in any way in the special effects in that final battle, that's it, you're gone. And as yeah. you said when watching it, Hayden, they actually made Aquaman's powers look really cool during this fight. Yeah, because normally the the idea of someone talking to fish is absolute shit but the fact that like that not just fish but they had all these unique creatures it made things a lot better but and it looked fucking cool like even he's like he looked like he was a demigod like he was strong and powerful which is what you want really exactly because you don't want the shit like i'm riding a seahorse everywhere <laughs> <laughs> You want explosion, explosion, explosion! <laughs> to be fair, the seahorses in the movie did look pretty cool. They look very badass. Because yeah. normally, when you see them lining up at, at the first meetings of like the two uh, kingdoms, when you see a line of seahorses versus a line of sharks, you think, well, obviously the sharks are going to win, but the seahorses, they, they definitely at least look like they'd put up a fight. Definitely. They look like horses, basically. Essentially, yes. Yeah, <laughs> they made the seahorses act like horses, but it kind of worked. Hmm. Yeah. James, thoughts on the action? Uh, Actiony. <laughs> what Thanks, that, James. <laughs> Wait, what? Hey, what do we invite him on these? Um, so you can distract from my weird comments about being... <laughs> Good point. Moving on. Uh, oh no. James, <laughs> you get to sit back even more now, and I get to sit back with you because it's Hayden's editing section. Don't worry, it only lasts about a few seconds. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like Hayden in general. Hey! Yeah, well, editing was good, just like most of them, really. I mean, there's nothing really different about the editing. The only time I've ever seen a film and did good was Justice League. That was because it was unique. But this one was pretty good and if I the only improvement I would have had is to edit it out oh god it would have been so much better with that but you know you know they didn't know that she was enough a bitch we're gonna move on we're gonna move on we're gonna move on yeah hindsight is a thing and they they yeah. didn't know, so shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. When they did know, they tweeted happy birthday to her. So... We're moving on to the yeah. pacing of the movie. And as usual, I have no issues with the pacing. It flows. Mm -hmm. It's not a, a, a you know a joke for the fact there's water, so it flows. Um, <laughs> it, it, it... <laughs> I didn't get that. <laughs> <laughs> it flows just fine. I don't see any issues. It obviously, you start at the beginning, then you cut so many, obviously, when he's actually Aquaman, post-Justice League. Yeah. Then it obviously slowly brings him into this new world, and then he obviously has to keep going on this adventure, then comes back into this world to fight, and then goes mm. off to become the Aquaman again. Uh, I have no issues. I think it, pacing is yeah. fine. 
I don't, I don't think you drown in the pace, so it's pretty good. <laughs> Get that one, James. <laughs> yeah, I got that one immediately. Because <laughs> yeah, he was, um, he was I, waiting. <laughs> I personally really quite like how they start the film all on the surface, on the land, mm-hmm. and then take it, you know, like to the shore when um, Aquaman's training with the advisor guy, and then like right. deeper into the ocean. So I, I, I like that touch. That's the most regret ever, other than you crying over possibly dead dog, more than like your dead dog. It is. I think, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's quite hard to get anything out of him, though. Just dust. Jeez. Dust. Um, can I move <laughs> on to the uh, production design? And I think it's spot on. The, the costumes look incredible. Yeah. I uh, the, or I think, obviously, as you said, the Aquaman uh, armor he gets at the end, the more comic accurate, but obviously altered into an actual armor. Looks fucking really good. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything wrong with any of the costumes. Black Manta, as I said, fucking his outfit looks outstanding in this movie now. Obviously, Ocean Master looks more comic accurate than any of them. And obviously, throughout the movie. Mm. And obviously, then he obviously gets the actual the mask that's exactly like it is in the comics. That sort of obviously silver and red eyes, but it doesn't look shit. Exactly, and uh, obviously the sets when obviously they do actually use properly sets look really good. And even obviously the, the, the sets that are very clearly special effects uh, that are merged alongside actual sets look really good. Mm. So I have, again, I have no issues with production. The production is maybe it's, it it looks outstanding as. Usually, usually, as we've been saying the last God knows how many fucking DC yeah. movies we've done, the production design is outstanding again and again. Yeah, we're just waiting for it to the, you know, all go downhill again. You mean for Wonder Woman? Yeah. Don't worry, the production design's actually good as usual, in, even if it's a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> She's usually fine with these. Even if it's a bad movie, the production design's usually the good parts. Sometimes. Mhm. Oh well. <laughs> we pretend it doesn't exist. Not do it. Yeah, we have to do it. We have to round it off. Look, if you want to touch, if you want to dabble with the Michael Bay verse, you need to do it. Okay. <laughs> we'll do this. Do this for Megan Fox. <laughs> Basically, yes. Do it for her. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, talk, move on to the script. And again, I have no issues whatsoever with the script. I think the script's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dialogue, obviously, the interaction between characters seem, feels genuine. Obviously, the hype between to, from Orm to Aquaman seems very genuine with his dialogue choices. Uh, same goes with Black Manta towards him. The, the lines of dialogue seem very, obviously, genuine and whatnot. Obviously, the, the romance, the clear fucking, obviously, boner between uh, Aquaman and Mira's dialogue there is very obvious and it's fine. Um, and just in general, the dialogue for everyone's good. And obviously, we have that little uh, uh, I think his name is Randall Park, the one who plays Jimmy Woo in uh, Ant Man. When mm-hmm. he comes in with his uh, he's obviously constant uh, people from Atlantis. It's always the people from Atlantis. Which then at the end leads to him with Manta. Yeah, uh, I say even though there's sort of, even even obviously 
how cringy that scene could be. That was the the bit in the bar mm. when he's having the pictures taken with that guy. I thought yeah. that was quite. I thought that was quite funny. Yeah, because you start off, it's really fucking tense. And yeah, because he's this big butch, like, biker gang sort of looking. And he's like, okay. And he's like, can we get a selfie, please? That is obviously quite funny. And especially when it leads into the whole thing of first few pictures, like, Aquaman's not giving a shit. And then he's just like, woohoo, I'm into this. I'm getting drunk. Let's do this. Mm. That was fucking good. I think, obviously, your the whole point is, obviously, your prejudice, right? The, when you first see them, you think they're going to cause trouble. They They look like people just cause fights for no reason when actually they're quite like gentle kind of people yeah. they, were, they were fucking terrified of him really <laughs> so they're more terrified of him than he was of them mm. understandable it's fucking Jason Momoa it's, it's like what my mum tells me about spiders um, no, no they don't give a shit about you yeah oh. you, are, you are more <laughs> of them yeah um, yeah, no, I, I I agree. Like you said earlier, I forget which Thor you titled exactly. Ragnarok. But it's, that's the one, yeah. I thought it was, but I didn't want to be wrong. You know what I'm like. Yeah, um, before Dark World, uh, that dialogue was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, love it. Like Captain Cold, great character. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it gives off the, that vibe of... It it kind of is that more comical side of DC. Mm. How Thor has that more comical side of uh, of Marvel, but it still absolutely nails the serious relationship between yeah. all of the you know Aquaman and the main villains. Of oh, you're the reason my mother's dead. No, you're the reason my mother's dead. Oh, you're the reason my father's dead. No, you're the reason your father's dead. Yeah, it's like like he's like Thor. I see the whole point of like Thor is he's laughing. Through the pain, because obviously, yeah, his father's dead, his brother's dead, his sister is evil, and he had to kill her. You know, it's families, right? <laughs> They're a mess. Mm. What's what's that quote? All the greats have daddy issues. Yeah, I mean, fucking fucking powerful Batman. He's got he's got both mommy and daddy. As I say, he's just he's just like the Thanos of the DC universe. He's got the mm. ultimate power. <laughs> Dead parents. <laughs> yeah, the, um, the the quips are, are very good. Like the one that's sticking in my mind right now, when uh, they're at the that temple thing in the Sahara, and mm. she takes his water, and he's like, hey, "We could have just peed on it." Be fair though. Before he even said that, uh, the first yeah. thing Hayden <laughs> said it instantly <laughs> when watching it. Could just piss on that. And then five Laura. seconds later, he says it, and he's like, "Oh!" Well, that... Jumping, jumping out of the plane, he's like, "Redheads, you gotta love them!" Woohoo! Yeah, great, great humor, um, great tension. Yeah, good writing, good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. James stamp for approval. <laughs> <laughs> don't use, don't take that so lightly. No. Be fair though, James's stamp of approval is more, more worthless than like North Korean currency. It's not a lot you can do with my stamp of approval. No. Okay, now we'll move on to the ending. It's obviously uh, Arthur defeats Orm and becomes king, or his mum and dad get you know get back together, and then you know he declares himself the protector of the deep. You know, better known as the Aquaman. Mm-hmm. And... and go back into dolphin. <laughs> It's a very solid ending. Obviously, it's a 
Orm and Aquaman sort of have this bro- still have this brotherly love within them. Like they still have that. Re- they now have this sort of respect because obviously Orm's whole deal was the fact that his mom was dead because of Aquaman. But now she's not. He's like, oh, okay, I kind of misjudged you, dude. Uh, yeah, he's probably not gonna betray him. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll talk at some point. Uh, I see. You say the mom and dad get this happy ending when they're back together. You know, mm-hmm. and then it's, uh, he obviously name drops himself as the Aquaman as he jumps out of the ocean, which is a really cool shot. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I really like the ending. I think it's a very good ending to a very solid movie. Mm-hmm. Agreed, yeah. agreed. I definitely agree. Blood. Okay. <laughs> very quick and easy. Um, <laughs> we'll move on then to the end credit, which again probably really quick and easy, which is obviously Black Man just still alive, and they got by the look of it, have a scar over his one eye. Yeah, he's got Jimmy Woo there, and you know he wants revenge, so you know help. Uh, Get one. What, what, what was the character's? I don't actually remember the character's name. Right, the park's character's name. I don't actually remember it. <laughs> I think yeah. it's because he's very subtle in the movie. It's not, and so you mm. fucking never remember his name. But basically, he's like, "Oh, I want to find Atlantis." He's like, "Okay, I'll help you, as long as you help me find him." And obviously, he throws a knife into the sign of Aqua when it ends. Is that? Mm. But, I mean, I I love when you first re-see Black Manta when he's on that uh, yeah, the little rat life rafts, like the bit of like, debris that he's like hanging mm. on to since he fell off that fucking cliff and smashed his head the entire way down. He's got this massive crack. Obviously, his theme's still there, sort of in the background. Like, and it's just like, mm. oh, yeah, let's get him out. And obviously, they say he gets helped by Randall Park's character and the, it ends with him like, pretty much setting up the fact that he was possibly be the main antagonist of the sequel which i would very much like i feel like he could definitely do some damage to aquaman you, you saw him do the damage he's obviously just kind of got a bit too cocky i think with his attacks which is what you know, not, not his experience maybe his new weapon and armor yeah and i feel like if he has a lot more time and like preparation i feel like he could like actually be a threat so that's the thing because he went into that fight with just the whole revenge like he never obviously thought of how is this all going to properly work? How am I going to do this and that? He's just like, I'm just going to kill the motherfucker. I don't care. I'm just going to go in there, kill him, bish, bash, bash, I'm done. But obviously it was proven that Aquaman's still the more experienced fighter with the whole swinging, like, taking him out, blowing his own fucking helmet off and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it's a very nice little end credit tease to the possible future of either this sequel or another sequel. Yeah. Okay. Was the fun Steve, Dr. Stephen Shin. Does it even mention his name within the movie? I don't think so. That's why I was just scrolling through IMDb for it. Ah, uh, you kidding? Yeah. Okay, and, um, nothing that covers it. So, uh, before we get to the uh, actual ratings, uh, favorite moment time. Uh, hope, you, yeah. hope you thought of one, James, because. I'm going to kick us off here. So my favourite moment is it's a very simple moment, very moment that sticks within my head. Mm-hmm. And it's the straight up line of call me Black Manta before he laser beams fucking Aquaman off that belt. Then he has that wheezy falls down off the fucking cliff. I just love the the, the way the line's done. Because obviously within the helmet, you see Black Manta's voice is normal, but outside of the helmet, it's got this more robotic-y side mm-hmm. to it. Because I do like the, obviously the audio design of that. And it's mm. just obviously the fact that Arthur's like, he's like, I know you are. You, you're literally the guy that on the sub. Ah uh-huh. ha. 
you, this, I've told you not to make a habit of this, and obviously gets the better of him because he now has Atlantean technology, Atlantean steel, and he's just literally like, oh, you know mm. what? You just call me Black Manta. Blast. I fuck. There's a lot of scenes in this movie that I could have given this to. As you say, the trench scene, fucking love that sequence. Um, <laughs> Orm literally saying, call me Ocean Master. That was really fucking cool. Uh, obviously, Aquaman's permission to come aboard on the when he lands on the fucking sub but early on. That was good. Aquaman calling himself Aquaman at the end. That was good. But I had to give it to Black Manta for the call me Black Manta. Ooh. That's one that's stuck in my head. And it's beautifully done. Uh, for me, I think it's when um, Aquaman, like, breaks Orm's trident, I think. I like how, it, like, it comes full circle. That's, that's what caused him to really for, uh, force him to go get that, his trident, the new one. And I like how, even though he's all like, oh, mine's more superior because my dad made it, blah, blah, blah. And it turns out, yeah, well, bitch, I've got this magical one, fuck you, and breaks it. I like that. And it was a quite cool scene. Yeah, because it was like on a, a very unique end fight area. Cause yeah. It was, a set, it was like the bottom of a fucking boat that was like capsized. That was a very mm. unique place to have a fight scene. Hmm. So I get I, I I do agree that was a really solid moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm glad you agree with that. <laughs> else I would have um, hired someone to come, yeah, hit you. Think you know oh. who been. Oh. <laughs> you know who you can. Who you well, can get my to do my that. my doors are unlocked now. <laughs> oh, they're always unlocked. Amber he comes round. Come on, James, you're up. <laughs> I'm going to start with my least favourite moment of the movie, oh, which is within Sicily. <laughs> oh, yes. He hasn't brought it up yet, has he? During the fight between Black Manta and Aquaman, where rubble is being spewed all over the town, and you see some guy <laughs> who's clearly been crushed by a bit of rubble. He gets helped out by the Aquaman, I'm pretty certain. Yeah, he lifted it up with the, and also dragged him out. Yep. And then the guy just scurries on off at quite the pace. Legs perfectly intact, just basically runs off. <laughs> it, it, cra- it, more, it more crouches off, but he, I get, he, uh, does, uh, yeah. he does get away with the, the clearly his legs aren't that bad, even though the rubber building. Very hasty um, retreat. retreat. Yeah. As you can see, uh, James has no life and has to like pick faults and stuff. <laughs> oh, the, fa- the fact that when, I, when I, this is one actually the few films I went to see in cinema, and the fact that I picked that out when it happened, oh, it, I'm I like see that. that I see you know it's bad, and James it, picks it out. It's I've noticed. I didn't really pay attention to it. I'm pretty certain I watched this with half asleep uh, the first time in cinema. Because that's, that's my usual. I hate it. Uh, actually, did I? I think I watched it on the weekend, actually. Actually, I wasn't half asleep. I just didn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, like, like I said, you know, me and Tyson have a life. James doesn't. <laughs> don't just sit there and go, yeah, okay. See, I, when I watch the movie for the first time, I always watch it to, for enjoyment. It's the later viewings when I dissect stuff. Mm. And, you know, as Hayden well, says, me and Hayden uh, have a life. <laughs> it's not like I'm watching something to review it, but that that bothered me. Um, favorite bit is the um, basically the all-out war um, between the crown people and the like, the the, uh, the other kingdoms. Um, it really makes me think of I can't think of the name of the planet right now. 
um, that they were fighting in in Star Wars, um, the desert planet. Tatooine? Hope? No, Hope's, um, Hope's, no, Hope's no, Snow planet. The, the really, not hot, it wasn't hot. The, uh. the really big fight when the Sith are sending the spires up into the sky and they have to use the dropships to take them down. What? That's that's the one I'm thinking of. Well, I can think of it. Wait, is this in which 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 ones? Prequels or sequels or originals? You're accusing me of remembering which is which. The so... thing I can think of is one from the clone one. Yeah, it's the one I was yeah. thinking of. Attack of the Clones. That's mm. the one. Yeah, it really reminds me of that. Um, it it's really really well done. I, I, I honestly, I really love the designs of the crab people. They looked really cool. Oh yeah, they they were cool. Um, and you've got like all of the the ships that look like different sea creatures, mm-hmm. actual sea creatures, explosions, boom, kapow, stabbing people. Yeah, cool. <laughs> that that was that was super cool. Um, yeah, uh, that's both my least and most favorite <laughs> moments. Okay, then. Um... We'll move on then to the pivotal moment of the podcast, which is, of course, the rating of the movie. And for this, as I said, I really enjoyed Aquaman. It was obviously a breath of fresh air after, obviously, Justice League. It had a lot of... It basically looked like it was a lot of fun, obviously, which is a lot different to the previous... uh, Or the previous movies, which are obviously a lot darker, a lot more uh, drearier. So having this full-on full movie that actually worked and wasn't forced, like Cough Cough Justice League was... uh, for me, it really worked. Cinematography is great. I think James Wan does an incredible job, and I can't wait to see him handle the second one in the same sort of manner. So, in terms of ratings, I'm going to give Aquaman a 9 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say I would give it an 8. It would have had better, but honestly, it's I can't get over it that she's there. It, it, it's, it affects my viewing. It's It's like... Whenever I see Kevin Spacey in a film, it just, it affects my. That's my job. <laughs> he took James's one job. <laughs> he took his job. If, yeah, I think if she wasn't there, or if if they when they if they replace her, which they better fucking do, I think it would probably improve the sequel. Like okay. it, me me appreciate. The films more, but mm. watch is there. It just affects too much. I can't get over it. So hey, you know, okay, James. Yeah, be. there, there are there are certainly events that can happen that can affect things that you would have liked more before. Mm. Um, okay, so for mine, when I when I first watched it, um, I actually watched it um, with uh, with people that uh, uh, I used to work with. It was like a work outing kind of dealio. And my opinions at the time were very much shaped by the fact that a lot of the, the ones that I watched it with were kind of meh about the film. They they found it to be all right at best. Mm. So that kind of really, and the fact that the main thing that stuck in my mind from the film was that Sicily moment. And the fact they were telling you to go away from them. He <laughs> <laughs> wasn't even meant to be there. Who the That's hell invited this guy? No, no, I was invited. This time I was invited. <laughs> you didn't just tag along, hoping you, to get in. You I'm inviting myself does not mean you're invited. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, a lot of a lot of my opinions at the time were were, were based upon you know those that kind of just said like yeah, it's to, to the general consent, you know the the mass consensus. We live in a society um, of it being an all right film. So yeah, at the time I thought it was yeah, it it was all right. But after rewatching it, um, yeah, no, I I like essentially same deal with Suicide Squad. Really, um, mm. I liked it a lot more the second time around. Um, not yeah. letting the opinions of others shape it for me, even though you two probably are poking me with a stick right now, <laughs> telling me that it's a good uh, film. Actually, it's a, a trident I'm poking with. It's right behind me. Oh, of course. Right. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Uh, how did I get that wrong? Um, so for my my original rating was like a six or a seven. Um, so for my Chatter Cave rating. I'm going for six point seven eight, rounded up to an eight out of ten. Yeah, I got, I got, I got, it was out of ten. You got, I was getting very confused at this six point seven. Oh, so wait, is he going to say? Is he saying seven here or what? No, it's, it's... Uh, Thomas is muted, so uh, let's take over, Hayden. Oh shit! Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'm the heat. Woohoo! Am I back? Am I I, back? It's just like um. The, the moment in the film for you, like no. when Amber Heed shows up, where yeah, all I'm the back, I'm back, I'm back. Start uh, booing her. I really need to stop putting, using my number pad to type number eight and nine. That's a very. Oh, just hang on, let me press my tilde key. <laughs> for fuck's sake. <laughs> okay. Oh, that, that, that's my shortcut for muting and deafening. Okay, so uh, that gives. Uh, the video game Among Us that we don't play anymore. <laughs> that gives. Uh, Aquaman A Chess Cave overall rating of 8.3 recurring. Or 8.3. Yeah, the exact same as Suicide Squad, but I'm the 9 this time round instead of the 8, which was me last time. Basically, Halen stayed in the same number. We replaced each other, James. So I'm the host now? No, I, I would never oh. trust you to host anything. Heck, if, 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 if fucking uh, Mugcast ever happened, I ain't trusting you with that. Come on, Craig, get, get in here. <laughs> really? <laughs> um, okay, so we'll move on to the Chatscape MVP Award. And this mm. time we actually did fucking think of it in advance. Um, so the Chatscape MVP Award this week goes to Arthur Curry, Aquaman, Jason Momoa, yeah. obviously, because he's the standout of the movie. He's incredible as always. And it's fucking Jason Momoa. He makes Aquaman a fucking ridiculous, dumb character. Fucking feel like he's a threat. And you can take him seriously. Even when he's joking, you can take him fucking seriously. My favourite character was... The wait, wait, I... wait, James. Oh. We're not getting to James's world just yet. Hayden, would you like to talk a bit more with, uh, about our choice? I think, um, obviously, Jason Mother definitely is going to be... I agree with being like the, the best one. Because I like how he's, he's the one that makes the jokes. But... It's, like, it's more serious and like, he has his moments where he's serious but everyone else isn't the comical character you know what I mean he's like that's what makes it work it's not like everyone's making jokes the whole fucking time it's more of he cracks his sarcastic comments every now and then but it fits and it works and the idea is you're never going to really take Aquaman that serious so why should we I like that exactly 100% mm-hmm. agreed and now, James, for James's world, 
James's world's MVP is Toilet Guy. Yes. James, give your definition of why Toilet Guy wins James's world's MVP. Um, well, as you pointed out, he's kind of like budget juggernaut. I love how he, he goes through bashing his way through all the buildings to chase after a certain character who will not be named. Um, and then obviously when he gets his, uh, his helmet, uh, the back of it opened up and all of his water floods out, he has to look for a source of water and the only one he can find is a toilet. So he has to stash his own head into a toilet, which is really funny. Um, and he does actually have wider purpose in the film because he is actually shown before talking to Orn, I, be- I Orm. believe. Orm. Orn. Orn. You, you mean the guy with some Power Rangers, that guy? <laughs> the guy um, from Power Rangers is basically Toilet Guy. Red Ranger. Black, Black Ranger. Um, uh, Black Manta. Wait, right. Oh, uh, sorry, yeah. Just be a fucking DC fan. Jesus. Sorry, I'm. I'm I, I apologize for my actions. Um, and I. If only I, I, did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna make. I was gonna make a joke, but I thought no. And yes, we are interrupting you, James. Sorry, uh, we're gonna carry um, on interrupting you. Uh, we're moving on. <laughs> now I'm gonna. Let, I'll let you do it. Sorry. So so yeah. Well, no, I didn't really. That's that's literally all he does in the film is he he runs through walls. He Kool Aid mans through through walls through mans. Yep. Sticks his yeah. head. Toilet gets beat up and talks to somebody at some point. Second place goes to Jason Momoa. Um, third, William Defoe. James, James, you're going too far. We don't do third places here. Oh, okay. uh, we, we actually do runner up, a single runner up. Oh, yeah, runner up Jason Momoa. Because our actual Chatter Cave runner up is Black Manta, Yaya Abdul Mantine 2. I actually said that a lot better this time. <laughs> um, and He's obviously the, a villain that sticks in your mind a bit more because he's not this sort of whiny villain like Orm can be. He's mm-hmm. just more. He's this one. Obviously, he watched his dad literally pretty much blow up, and now yeah. he wants revenge. And obviously, he's the one that you take the most serious because he's the one that seems like the most threat worthy. He's not literally trying to take over a kingdom. He's literally just wants one person dead, and that's yeah. why I'm looking forward to seeing more of him in the sequel or sequels as mm. more of a threat going forward than just this sort of appetizer before the big end fight. Yeah, I, mean, I like how um, pretty much it's the result of Aquaman choosing to like let his father, di- that guy's father die, and it's caused him to want revenge, even though this is the reason why he wants revenge on Orm, because he thought he killed, but like, his father killed his, mom. his mother. So it's like, I like how he it's like it's all coming circle, pretty much. His good, good connection. Action, well done, Hayden. His actions caused Black Manta to exist, really. Essentially, yeah. yeah. Some of this movie, let's be fair, full circle a lot of times. A lot of things do go full circle within it, but still leave a little bit of space in that one circle for a yeah. more. In the words of uh, Jeff Goldblum, life uh, finds a way. Okay, then. Um... Okay. <laughs> well, uh, move on then to the question of the day, and the question of the day is, what are you looking for for within Aquaman two? And don't say no, Amber Heard Hayden. I've had enough already. Um, um, more um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm broke. <here. laughs> 
That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> That's why I write on my notes. Don't say no. I'm... Okay, I'm looking forward to Amelia Clark joining. Oh, for fuck's sake. She found a way around. She found a way around. I keep hitting my mic off. For <laughs> <laughs> the first time. James, any input? Because Hayden's is... I... I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I, uh, I don't know what happens in the comics. Uh, yeah, I, what, I what, what would you like to see coming from the, coming from within this movie, basically, for example? Like, what character would you like to come? You'd like to see Toilet Guy return? Uh, yeah, just have him come back. <laughs> I want to see his revenge story. <laughs> he walks around with Toilet and then. Yeah. <laughs> That's my my vision entirely. Um, worst question of the day answers ever. Ever. So you're saying you'd rather have? You have to say it properly. <laughs> ever. <sighs> yeah, that's that's probably the best place to call it. That's probably the best place to call this. Oh, I've just realised IMDb gave it a six point nine out of ten. That's funny. Yep, definitely a good place to call this. Um. That's it for JK Podcast this week. Join us next week as James sticks around and uh, we bring Alex on. We're discussing uh, Shazam or Captain Marvel. There you go, Hayden. I said it. Um, I haven't seen that movie. Oh, is that the first timer there? Not first time. It's going to be a first timer at something. <laughs> hey. Um, yeah, I was about to say, they say there's a first time for everything, but I'm pretty certain I'm dying alone. <laughs> um... <laughs> Oh, plenty of fish in the sea. That's a good joke to make right now. Yeah, well, unfortunately for you, they're all gone. <laughs> anyway, I've been your host, Drinking Thomas Hughes. That's been Hayden, No Amber Heard, Roberts, and uh, James Toilet Guy's been here as well. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and it's been Chad Podcast. And uh, James, yeah, I've got a movie pitch for you. Oh, go on then. I'm here getting invested. No, it's Aquaman 2, Electric Boogaloo, Revenge of the Toilet Guy. Yes! Sign me up. That's what I want. Answer the question of the day. That's what I want. Uh, we get there eventually. Hayden. Hey, <sighs> I'm done. Bye. Look, I'm jealous. Okay? I should live the life I want. <laughs> I waved. What? <laughs>